The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Just want to, before we go to the phone lines, make one more point with regard to uh, SNC Lavalin. So each day that we've talked about it, somebody has texted and asked, well, wait a second, a 10 year ban if they were prosecuted. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this is what they're trying to avoid is a 10 year ban. And people are asking, well, wait a second, is all their work government and it it is not all government but it's almost all government so this is a company that is worldwide it's Mm -hmm. a massive company but its headquarters are in montreal but just to give you an idea of the kind of projects they do uh back in 1999 the ontario government gave them 3.1 billion dollars on a 99 year lease for the ontario highway 407 uh to maintain it uh, in 2005, they were in partnership with another company. They won a $543.8 million contract to build the uh, Bruneway project to Twin Route 2 in New Brunswick. In 2004, they were given uh, the Canada Line extension of the Sky Train in Vancouver, uh, the Goreway Power Station, um, uh, a megawatt thermal power generator for Brampton. Uh, in 2010, they completed construction of a $1.3 billion hospital at McGill. Uh, in 2015, uh, structural civil engineer contract for the Halifax Central Library in 2015, and on and on and on. They get a lot of government they work. Do. And they have uh, been in a lot of legal trouble over yes. the past number of years. So just, Mark and Chris, thanks for holding on. A couple of clips I need to play uh, before we get to you. Um, so, you know, the Tory committee members wanted to recall uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould. She said that she is uh, available now. And again, a reminder that she was only allowed to speak uh, about her time as Attorney General and Justice Minister. Uh, Lisa, the, the Liberal members of the Justice Committee voted down that request, and Conservative MP Lisa Wright had uh, this to say about it. Well, I think Canadians are going to be pretty ticked off, to be honest. Mr. Butts today testified on points of time that Jody Wilson-Raybould said she could not testify on. And then when we put forth the motion, when Murray put forth the motion to have her come back and testify again, the Liberal members of the committee decided, well, we've heard enough. Nothing to see here. Nothing new can come of it. And I think that's atrocious. Uh, We'll have more on that coming up again after 3.30. We're going to talk to a member of the Justice and Human Rights Committee, uh, the Honourable Michael Barrett, who's a Conservative MP. Uh, NDP leader Jagmeet Singh uh, had some reaction to the testimony today as well. He said um, Gerald Butt's testimony highlighted the necessity of having a public inquiry. Uh, What we heard today in no way addressed the scandal, in no way puts to rest the questions that Canadians have. Canadians believe Madam Wilson-Raybould for reason. Her testimony was credible, was thoughtful, was detailed, precise. What we heard today uh, from Mr. Butts in no way addresses the key questions, in no way his responses where he didn't know about the vital information, in no way does he actually satisfy the concerns that are raised more than ever, in fact, points to the necessity of having a public inquiry. Canadians want to get to the bottom of what's going on. They need to know what's going on because Canadians believe the government should be working in their interest. And right now, it looks like this Liberal Party, the Prime Minister and his office are working in the interest of the powerful, well-connected, not in Canadians' interests. We keep hearing that number uh, 9,000 jobs being thrown about. 9,000 jobs, Mm. jobs, jobs, jobs. 9,000 is across the country. There's about 3,000 jobs in Quebec, if I remember correctly. Um, That's what the numbers look like. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. You can confirm that. We'll go to the phone right now. Mark. Hi, Mark. 
Yeah, you know, I just wanted to commend you guys on the work you've done today because I think you guys have it bang on. Uh, these guys are just out spin-doctoring. I think they're just trying to protect the Liberal brand. I mean, honestly, to break Sheila Copps out of the uh, out of the closet and bring her out to uh, basically smear Jody Wilson-Raybould is a disgrace. You know, this this Prime Minister and his and his uh, cohorts there in uh, in uh, the PMO's office are a complete total disgrace. I, I they, they're surrounding the. Uh, the Prime Minister right now trying to protect him, but I, I think the, if the Prime Minister wasn't as arrogant as he is, he would step down as PM and he would leave politics for at least one term. But that's not going to happen. So no, and you know the reason I think that... It's not happen for more than one reason. Because we're too close to an election for them to get another, uh, another uh, Prime Ministerial candidate. So their only option is to sit there and run this this spin doctoring. It, it's a disgrace. Yeah, and you know what? Here's the thing, because I've been thinking a lot about this, as I'm sure you have as well. There's a lot of members of Parliament, Liberal members of Parliament, who got elected solely because... Justin Trudeau was the leader and they rode his coattails to victory so I can see where because it's politics that the Liberal caucus is like yeah we're okay with this leader like I know as individuals we think like well if this was the head of the PTA you know what I mean or if this was uh, our condo association president we'd run them off but we don't have the same political considerations and I'm not excusing it but I'm saying that as my understanding has increased about how politicians work over the last seven years of doing radio, they want to get elected. And and they see their best chance of being elected still to be Justin Trudeau, even though he's in the midst of this scandal. Well, hitching, hitching their wagon to this horse, that horse is a dead horse. This is a story that's only getting worse, and it's getting worse because they're not allowing her to speak in many cases. And they didn't get their story straight in the first place. Yeah, and I think you're right when you talk about, I mean, the way radio works is, you know, we get guests based on who's available. Sheila Copps was very outspoken this week. She was readily available She was everywhere. Us. Yeah, she was doing interviews everywhere, and we knew what those interviews looked like, so we could anticipate what this one was going to sound like, and we knew exactly what we were signing up for, but I think you're right. It's kind of like this new liberal party, if I may doesn't know how to handle a scandal like they don't know how to handle uh, you know they don't know how to spin properly like and so they're bringing in these uh, more experienced politicians the old guard to say okay better save Justin Trudeau's butt here that's what it feels like to me I think I think you've got it I mean the, the whole jobs narrative when they decided to come out with that narrative jobs 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 what were they thinking? Mm-hmm. I mean, were they not thinking about anybody in Western Canada? Well, markets and all the jobs that they've sat there, and they've they basically toileted. Well, markets, like I said yesterday, it's been tone deaf on that front. If that's the if that's the uh, if that's the uh, you know stance that you're going to take on this one, it's tone deaf uh, outside of you know or west of Ontario. That's for sure. I I agree. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I thank you guys for taking the call. I, I hope the other caller's still on. I look forward to hearing what they have to say. Thanks for the call, Mark. Great to hear from you. We'll head on to Chris here. Hi, Chris. Thanks for holding. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. How are you doing? Good, good thanks. 
Yeah, um, my concern, I guess, that I have is that, uh, you know, by the way, the, the past caller was fantastic, but uh, I need to be uh, honest with you guys and transparent. I do fall right of center in the political spectrum, okay. so you have to take what I'm about to say <laughs> through that lens. Sure. Um, but my concern that I have is simply, you know, you've got Sheila Copps that comes on the air and she talks about, well, you know, Jody didn't know how to be uh, a, a politician, you know, they had the teamwork and things like this. I don't want a politician in the AG's office. I want somebody that's going to stand up and do what's right. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that, you know, I, I think out of everybody, what ended up happening is that uh, the, the past AG showed what it's like to, to deal honestly, ethically, and with integrity. And the thing that's kind of ironic about it is that everybody's trying to harpoon her um, because they think it's going to save their bacon. Now, being the fact that I am right of center, the thing that I find that's kind of interesting is that if the Liberal Party wants to actually save themselves and get re-elected, the best thing that they could actually do would be to remove the PM currently and actually try and, and stand behind Jody and possibly put her in, her in as PM saying, look, you know, she's so ethical, she has such integrity and honesty that she was willing to, you know, to draw a line in the sand and say, this is what's right and we're only going to do what's right. That could actually possibly save their brand. It could, yeah. but that's a Hail Mary. That is a Hail Mary. And, with you ha and you've had too many people declare their loyalty exactly. to you at this point. It's not going to happen. Right. So what do we do with all those folks who stepped up and said, uh, she was wrong and he was right. So we'd have to, I'm, we, I'm saying we yeah. like I'm a liberal, uh, they'd have to clear house. I, I don't think she's enough, honestly. You know, you, you could be right, and, and this gets into that bigger conversation about, you know, uh, with like Jason Kenney talking about introducing recall legislation. This is something that I've wanted for the longest time, because the problem is, is that, you know, we go to the ballot office every four years, we, we stuff the ballot box, we think, look, at this guy's going to do, or this lady's going to do yep. what's in our best interest, and then as the last caller, and, and you so eloquently put, you know, they spend four years trying to get themselves reelected because it's their career, but in all honesty, I don't honestly care about their career. Career, I care about my country, and the thing is, is that I want these people that are working on behalf of the interests of the 33 million people in Canada that are that are casting a ballot, not the people that are, you know, the the one percent that are the high elites and everything else. Because you know, you, you look at the Trudeau Foundation and you see that the past CEO of SMC Lavalin mm -hmm. sits on the board of the Trudeau Foundation. That's right. It's like really, how can we sit there and, and possibly claim to anybody else that there's no political interference? You know what? Like, I would just. I, I love I love what you just said, and I would add this to that. If you want to understand where the country needs to move, if you want to understand what the future of the country should be, don't listen to politicians. And don't even listen to each other. Ask your kids. Try talking to somebody <laughs> in their 20s and try saying something like this to your kids. Well, that's just the way politics are. Mm -hmm. And then listen to what they have to say. Because I'm telling you, the NDP got elected in Alberta and the Liberals got elected federally because millennials want to change. They don't want the old guard. They don't want politics as it was. Well, that's just the way we do it. Yeah, they don't want it that way anymore. And they, well, a lot of people don't want it that they way. They bought into the concept, whether rightly or wrongly, that the NDP would be different in Alberta and that the Liberals would be different in Canada. And this is just demonstrated, at least at a federal level, there's no difference. The old guard yeah, looks like the new guard, and the new guard looks like the old guard. Well, and you're 100% right. And the thing is that I reached out to, to MP Sogi because he, I'm, I'm a member of uh, his constituents. And 
fact, uh, I asked for a phone call back, and uh, you know, at a minimum, but also asked him to uh, to vote with the, uh, the the majority of the feeling of his constituents. But I haven't even been able to get a phone call back. So when it comes to responsible or accountable government, you know, not even somebody in his office could bother phoning me back mm-hmm. to say, "Hello, concerned citizen, you have a you have an interest in this. How can we help you?" So if if we can't even get a phone call back from our elected officials, what does that truly mean? Yeah, well, well listen. He's in town tomorrow, yeah, Chris. And, and I'll look at I'm just wound up now, so I'll add that to, I'll add this to that. Uh, he tried doing a radio show. Do you want to get the uh, premier or a top minister of at any level of government or the the mayor of uh, honest to god just ask them a month before election try asking them a month after and yeah, see how successful exactly. you are. Exactly. It's the truth. Exactly yeah. because you're of no value to them at that point. Exactly. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Chris, thanks for the phone call. Great to hear from you. Let's take a break here at 318. Andy, Jim, we'll get your calls coming up. Okay, before you take another call, can I clarify something mm-hmm. else? Because a number of people asking about this and this will save me typing. So the 10-year ban that would be proposed to SNC-Lavalin. Uh-huh. People are saying, well, wait a second, though, no, that's only on federal projects, right? So, yes, except, do you know every time you hear an announcement by, say, the city of Edmonton that they're building the LRT or expanding uh-huh. the LRT, and it's going to be cost-shared uh, by the city, the province, and the federal the government. P3 agreements, yeah. Right. If the federal government's putting one penny into the project... They can't bid on it. They can't bid on it. So that's where the ban takes the huge impact, it does. All righty, we'll head back to the phones here. Hi, Andy, thanks for waiting. Yeah, hi, guys. Uh, I'm a small business person here in Edmonton, and uh, my main focus these days is the economy and and how things aren't that great here right now. And I'm really concerned about pipelines mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, this issue is, is not something that concerns with me. I don't agree with Justin Trudeau on diesel... Uh, sorry, Bill D69. Hmm. I don't agree with Justin Trudeau on the carbon tax, but this issue, I think part of the Prime Minister's job is to save jobs. And if you get a call from a, a GM plant and they say we need a loan to save these jobs, they usually get the loan. I think it's it's part of doing business. And, and this whole issue, like, I think if he made a few calls to try and, you know, save a job or, or save a company, I, I don't see what this is, is a major, major issue. And, and I think it's just getting overblown. And so I'd let like me, to see let the me ask you this. Back to, yep. No, I get your point. So let me ask you this, though. So sure. if, you, if you accept that stance that, look, at saving jobs is the job of government or creating or saving jobs is the job of government. So I have or you have no problem with what um, Justin Trudeau did. Do you have a problem with him lying about what he did? Well, I mean, it's funny you should mention that, Andrew, because I've been watching this great uh, Ken Burns documentary about uh, Vietnam War, and it's been nothing but lies from McNamara and, and LGB and presidents and, and misinformation and knowing the truth. But to see, people's lives are at stake here. This is just a, a small issue where, like you said, they're doing a terrible job of spinning this. Mm-hmm. They should have just met it head on, and he should have said, you know what, I called her and I tried to save some jobs. Yeah, he, I agree. taking the wrong way around this, but I don't see this as a big issue, and there's so many more important issues in this country. Like, let's just get over this. These other parties are just trying to make a big deal about this, Andrew, and, and I'm tired of it because in my world, all the businesses that I met today, it's all about the economy, and, and let's get back focused where we should be focused. Andy, thanks for the phone call. We'll move on to Jim. Hi, Jim. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. What's going on? Well, I just, I'm going to throw a spoke, uh, you're a wrench on the spokes here. 
Um, just just some facts. I don't know if people are aware of this, but Loudoun's biggest single investor is the Quebec Pension Plan. Mm-hmm. And one of their biggest customers is Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Just think about that for yeah. a minute. This is the same province, the same area that said no to the East Pipeline. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, I know. Mean, I mean, well, yeah, and you know what? Jody Wilson Raybould had testified that one of the comments was there was concerns about jobs and pensions, if I remember correctly. Mm, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I mean, I mean, I figured that out just by looking at their company statement. It was like hokey smokes. I didn't realize that. So, mm-hmm. who is Trudeau protecting here? He's not protecting Western Canada. I know it's interesting because there's so many layers to this, and I did the same thing as you. I went through their income statement, and then I went through Wikipedia to see their history and all that, and you start to see uh, the bigger picture and go, okay, this all makes sense, and that's what we were talking, Jay and I, off air, and I said, you know, what's left to be decided, I think I may have said it on air too, decide if it's unethical or ethical, then decide if it's criminal or not criminal. Those are the questions at hand, right? But in my mind, the the, what bothers me the most about this is that this is supposed to be a new and transparent way of doing government, and it just looks like the old way so much. And then you see this influence that this one company had, and you go, okay, so if that's the way government works, and it's going to work, that a single industry or a single company can have that kind of influence on the federal government, then how the hell do we have Bill C-69 before Senate, and how do we have no pipeline? I, I mean, no don't... Question. You know, we have the same and more urgent need out here. So where is No question. Yeah. No question. I mean, I'm sick of hearing about potential job losses because of this. (laughs) Yeah, me too. When you look at this province, I have so many friends and people that I know in the industry who are unemployed. Yeah. Well, Jim, it's It's, not potential job losses out here anymore. No, it's job losses. It's real life. Yeah, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's real here. There is potential. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what's going to be real here. As, as maybe one or two liberals being elected in Western Canada, mm. that's going to be real. Jim, thanks Just for the, thanks for the phone yep. call. Hey, uh, Rick, you've got about thirty seconds. What's on your mind? The last two callers were talking about the same issues, and it was about job losses with SNC Lavalin, which is uh, a board of directors on the Trudeau Foundation. Mm. Obviously, there's a connection, but Western Canada has jobs that are, that have been lost more so than SNC Lavalin. And where do we rate? Rick, it's a great point, and that's what mm-hmm. we just brought up with Jim as well. And Brian, you get the final word on this one. We've got about 60 seconds. Go. Yeah, no, I, I, I very much follow the, the Trudeau legacy here, and, and uh, his father wasn't crazy about Alberta. But this is a, a lot about votes, let's face it. Mm. The most populated provinces, Quebec and Ontario, uh, this is Trudeau appeasing his, his, his base. Um, and just about the and to think of lobbyists and, and what they do. Warren Buffett backed uh, Barack Obama with the railway. He bought the Canadian railways, and that's how the oil has been shipped since then. And uh, that has a lot to do with part of why we don't have a pipeline. Because if you follow the lobbyists and the money, mm-hmm. that's usually what what gets the the, the, the grease. Boy, Brian, it's time to get a time call. to get a shack on the beach, isn't it? Yeah, you know, just sell it all and yeah. move if you still have anything to sell. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.